My name is Laura Dawn, and you're listening to episode number 22 of the Psychedelic Leadership Podcast, featuring my conversation with Hawaiian mystical practitioner Mahina Nani, sharing the ancient Hawaiian wisdom teachings of Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono is the ho to make, to create, to manifest. And whenever you have ho'o, ponopono, it's like to make right. And then the ponopono is peace, harmony, a sense of tranquility. You know, the ho'oponopono is really a self-honesty. What happens is when you take full responsibility for this, and then you really visualize the pain and what it was, the word, the thought, and then you really, on such a deep level, have that forgiveness, the knot becomes untied and the energy can flow. So you're not actually cutting cords, you're cleaning cords, you're cleaning the line so that the mana, the pono can come through, that right relationship with you and that person can now be manifest. Like these are the keys before and and everybody can do it. You know, you don't have to have any certificate. You don't have to have any training. All you have to do is these five simple steps every day. I take full responsibility. Please forgive me. I forgive you. I love you. I release you. The teachings of Ho'oponopono point towards an ongoing practice that we can learn to cultivate and draw upon to step into right relationship within ourselves and also those around us. And these teachings are so beautiful because they encourage us to forgive and to stay centered in our hearts with love and gratitude, especially amidst the suffering of feeling pain and hurt. And as many of us know, hurt people tend to hurt other people. And so these teachings offer us a roadmap for putting an end to violence that tends to perpetuate itself, whether that's self-inflicted harm or harm that's caused between people. And I consider the practice of Ho'oponopono to be like inner alchemy. Just like alchemy can turn lead into gold, the power of forgiveness is an inner transformational tool that can turn the darkness of resentment and hatred into the light of kindness compassion, and understanding. Forgiveness is the alchemy we need to ultimately transmute our pain and suffering into freedom, liberation, and awakening. Learning to forgive can radically transform a dire situation into a more workable one, especially the more emotionally challenging places we are facing much more frequently in the reality of our everyday lives. And considering the state of affairs as we continue to witness so much division on just every level, the wisdom teachings of Ho'oponopono are the medicine we need for healing and for navigating through these challenging times. And I specifically wanted to share this conversation with Mahina Nani this week in honor of Mother's Day. And Mahina was born into a bloodline of ancient Hawaiian healers that is centuries old. And I honestly almost didn't share this episode because I invited my mother, Lucy, to join Mahina and I for this powerful conversation. And what ended up transpiring is deeply personal 
and incredibly vulnerable to share. And I'll tell you why in a moment. But usually when I have this feeling of hesitation to share, when when something's really bringing me to my edge, it's usually a good sign. It's that indication that it's actually necessary to share and to put it out there. And it just feels really tender to be witnessed in this way, especially because of what transpired between my mother and I. And what I find so remarkable about sacred plant medicines and the healing potential that they hold for us is that even after over 20 years of journeying with medicines, just last year, something completely new and totally profound came through an ayahuasca ceremony. And I connected with a trauma, a wounding that happened before I was even born, that has led to this perpetual wound of not feeling like I belong. And this feeling of not belonging has kind of always been residing underneath the surface for me in my life. And after that ceremony, I called my mother the next day and she told me for the very first time that she had actually decided that she was going to have an abortion and not keep me. But when she was at the clinic, she couldn't go through with it. And at the end of this episode, my mother asks for my forgiveness for this. And oh my gosh, it was just super raw and so emotional. And it feels really intense to actually share this publicly. And so the first part of this episode, Mahina shares these teachings of Ho'oponopono with us. And then she opens a ceremonial container and channels a really powerful prayer for forgiveness that's about 12 minutes long. And then Mahina holds space for my mother and I to go through the practice of Ho'oponopono together. And if you are of this sensitive variety, like I am, you may want to listen to the end of this episode with a box of tissues nearby. As my mom and I, I mean, we just start crying before we even get started, before I even open my mouth to say the first word. I'm just like bawling my eyes out. But those tears are tears of letting go. They're tears of healing and forgiveness. And they're tears of my own liberation. And I hold the prayer that this episode inspires some level of healing in your life with your own maternal lineage, because this is how we heal. This is how we can show up and do our inner work to put an end to intergenerational trauma And this is what these times are truly asking of us, especially for the leaders and the change makers who are holding a vision of a more harmonious chapter of human history built upon the foundation of peace. And we can witness this change by planting the seeds of peace in our own hearts and our own minds. So forgiveness is a muscle that we can all learn to strengthen. And there are many different variations of Ho'oponopono. So if you want to do this practice, you know, you can do it with anyone in your life. And with Mother's Day happening, it could be really nice to share this with your own mother. And if you don't have that kind of relationship, she doesn't need to be present because it's really about the healing that transpires in our own lives. And this healing can ripple out and influence those around you in countless ways, both seen and unseen. And you can even do this practice even if your mother is no longer alive. That's okay too, because you're the one who will benefit from learning to let go of whatever needs letting go of and finding deeper levels of forgiveness in your own body, in your nervous system, in your heart, and in your mind, and in your spirit. And so Mahina shares her five steps, which are, I take full responsibility, please forgive me, I forgive you, I love you, I release you. And another one I really like is 
thank you, I love you, please forgive me, I forgive you, bless you, or bless your path. Or you can also end with I release you like Mahina did. And I've had such profound experiences over the years, repeating this mantra over and over and over again in ceremony, combining these ancient teachings with plant medicines to unlock the hurt that resides within our hearts, these knots that stay tied. And if you're doing this practice with someone, you can sit and face each other And you can go one at a time saying all the things you're thankful for. And then the other person can receive that and then they can go next. That's usually how I do it. But when it came to this practice with my mom, oh my gosh, we were both just so emotional that it was like all scripts went out the window and we just allowed whatever wanted to come through to come through. And that's also fine too. And you know, one other thing I'll mention, I recently had a friend post about Ho'oponopono on social media. And of course, some people were grateful for that share, but he was also attacked by a lot of other people for cultural appropriation. And you know, I'm still in deep inquiry around this. And of course, you know, it's all about how we hold these teachings and how we can embody and share them from a place of respect. But I also just genuinely feel like forgiveness is a universal teaching and a powerful practice. And for some reason, people really resonate when it's packaged in this framework of Hawaiian teachings. And so I don't know if it's packaged in this way and it's bringing healing and benefit to humanity. Like, I I just don't know who would want to prevent that. And I do also know so many Hawaiian elders who want these teachings to spread all over the world far and wide. But then, of course, there is this conversation around appropriation. And I I don't have all the answers here. I mean, maybe we don't call it ho'oponopono and we just call it forgiveness practice. Again, I don't really know and I can't speak for anyone else. And I think it's just about being willing to be in inquiry around what's true for each of us and paying respect and honoring the cultures from which these practices come from. And I mean, even Mahina's teachings of Ho'oponopono are a little different than I've heard other Hawaiian elders share. So we just need to tune in with what's resonant with our hearts. And that's only for each of us to decide. You know, it happens within the private realms of our own hearts and minds. And if you haven't yet listened to the solo episode I put out called Truth, Triggers, and Getting Right with Yourself, that was episode number eight. And I feel like it's a really solid complimentary episode to this one on Ho'oponopono. And lastly, I'll be leaving this episode off with a song called Ho'oponopono by my dear medicine sister, Mary Isis, who I just love and adore. And this particular song of hers is actually free to download as an offering that she made to share this message of forgiveness without having a cost associated to it. And I'll include that link in the show notes if you do want to download that music from her. And Mary is such a talented musician. When I sent her the 12-minute section of Mahina offering her prayer, she whipped together some beautiful instrumentals. So the music you hear throughout this episode was also created by Mary Isis as well. And I'm so excited that she's going to be joining my microdosing mastermind, which is now officially full. And I have a wait list for my next one, which just feels really amazing. Honestly, it just feels so good. And it's also just such a strong affirmation for me in terms of how much this work is really needed right now. And I just feel so honored to show up and support my community in this way. 
And I'll definitely be running that program again. So if you want to check out what the three-month microdosing mastermind program entails and still submit an application and get on the waitlist for the next one, you can see the outline of the program at livefreelauraD.com on the microdosing mastermind tab. And if you're new to microdosing, you can access my free eight-day microdosing course along with my free music playlists on the freebies tab of my website. And of course, Mary Isis and her music is all over those playlists. And so before we dive into this episode, I just want to say thank you and honor all of the people who have carried this lineage of teachings throughout the generations. I just feel so grateful for everyone who has shared the wisdom teachings of Ho'oponopono as these teachings have so greatly impacted my life and I'm so grateful for them. And also happy Mother's Day. I'm also so grateful that my mom had the courage to come and share in this Ho'oponopono practice with me. And so after you listen to this episode, I encourage you to call your mama and express some gratitude for birthing you into this life. All right, without any further ado, here is this special conversation with both Hawaiian mystic Mahina Nani and my own mother, Lucy. So much gratitude to you both. So welcome, Mahina. This is such a special episode. You know, Mother's Day is coming up and I've been really wanting to weave in this topic of Ho'oponopono for the Psychedelic Leadership Podcast, especially looking at how we can be weaving in other wisdom teachings with the work that we're doing with plant medicine. As we know, you know, these powerful substances are also beautiful doorways for opening up deeper levels of healing, especially around forgiveness in our lives. And it's played a huge role in my life, especially in the work that I've done with, with ayahuasca and other sacred plant medicines. And so I'm so grateful to have you on here today and to meet you, learn a little bit more about you and to dive into these teachings of Ho'oponopono. Oh, mahalo. It's, it's really an honor. You know, I just feel like the times we're going through where, you know, the Ho'oponopono is really a self-honesty. It's like you're really digging in there and going, wow, if I am this magnificent creator being, then I created this mess. You know, it's like all of those attachments that we have. And through the Ho'oponopono being passed down for generations and eons, and I really feel like it's coming from, you know, the Mu grandmothers. And that's where, um, you know, these teachings are coming into me is is this land like 40,000 years ago mm. when we first seeded the and those ancient teachings of harmony. Mm. And whenever you have ho'o, ponopono, it's like to make, right? You're, whenever you have the double, the ponopono, it's like so important to have the tranquil making right. And the only way you can really make right is to be honest and go, I messed up. I'm so sorry. Mm. And even on a bigger level, I think, for the Hawaiians and the Mu, and, you know, we have the Pleiadians. I mean, I'm such a, you know, when they say cultural, it's like, well, I feel like we're parts of everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what is so amazing about the Hawaiian culture that is really, um, that's come through, is they teach about being quantum. Mm. I wow. mean, it's quantum. It's actually okay. So, you know, the first part of the whole ponopono is my divine, I love you, 
which means I am part of every single particle in the universe, all universes, all time, space beings right now. So that's why you can clean that line because you're not only working in this time and space, but you're working to unravel all to the very beginning. Mm. And so that's why it's been really put on my heart because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, find everyone's trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like I don't want to repeat things and I don't want to, you know, copy other techniques. But it came to my heart the other week and it was like, no, there's nothing to copy. It's to remember mm-hmm. and to remember that we're quantum. Mm. Uh, This is just a special episode because I also have my mom on and Lucy has been such a huge inspiration. My my mother is so near and dear to my heart. And I've had some really profound experiences with the practice of Ho'oponopono while working with plant medicines to really go in and Mm -hmm. and find deeper levels of healing with my own lineage, with my own mother, my own father. And so it's so beautiful to be able to bring my mother on and honor her also for upcoming Mother's Day and to have you hold space for this process. And before we go into that, so I'd just love to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, Mahina, and share a little bit about where you come from. So um, I was born on Oahu and my mom comes from Detroit. So she left in the Great you know, Depression when there was snipers on the roof and her and her sister got in a Volkswagen when they were 19 and 17 and drove to California. And, you know, coming from Detroit, it was such a, a Motown. So, you know, you had Aretha Franklin singing. And so she got to California and she's like, wait a minute, what, you know, where's my soul brothers? And then she met all these Hawaiians there, which was my father. And she's like, oh, these are my people. You know, and so immediately she came to Hawaii with him and and on the North Shore of Oahu, you know, it was a beautiful life because it was back in the 60s when no one was there. So my father, he lived in um, he lived in Waimea Valley when he was born with his grandparents and and his mother was a um, Hawaiian kahuna. And so, you know, having so many children and doing that work, it's hard to maintain And so I saw that it was hard for her and she dedicated her life to it. And my dad then dedicated his life to it through, um, you know, teaching as or learning as a child. He could see um, the tree people and and he would be up in the forest with his grandfather and they never ate meat. They never had anything that was of animal because he said, you know, you eat the karma of the animal that was the, the my grandfather, which was 100% Filipino. Hmm. And he said that, you know, they would do um, ceremony. They would always have ceremony. Every day was a ceremony. But the full moon and the new moon, and he remembers when he was about eight, nine years old, his grandmother and grandfather actually levitating. And because they were such light beings and they could, you know, they had nothing holding them back. And he was taught. And then when he went to school, he, um, of course, ate some food, you know, ate some meat. And the first day he did, he was walking home and my grandfather was already crying. And he's like, you ate it. And my dad, you know, he's a young kid. He's in kindergarten. And he's like, you know, I'm sorry. But it was so instilled in me that we are so part of nature. And um, he he helped build the Hokulea. And was always part of the culture, always part of, you know, 
keeping it alive. And he taught us at a very young age to be fearless of the ocean. And he was one of the first, um, the first lifeguards at Waimea Bay with um, Eddie Aikau and, you know, on the Hokulea. And so our whole life has been surrounded by the connection of nature Mm, and the sharks and the whales. And And for people listening, can you share what your name Mahina means? Um, Mahina Nani means the beautiful full moon. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, the, the ma, the ma, aloha ma is like a cleansing. It's almost like a birthing, the ma. So it's the ma, the awakening of the hina, the feminine goddess that is now awakening throughout, you know, all of our, this whole Aquarian age, you know, they call it the rise of the woman or the rise of the grandmothers. And that's why it's so important, you know, working with your mom and working with my mom and all the grandmothers. It's like, the truth is we're here because of them. You know, they have carried us and nurtured us. And when we have those knots, because that's really what that is. It's a knot that gets tied in the cords. You know, we're all corded emotionally and physically. And, and those knots get tied up. And we have a state of dis-ease. And, you know, I just came through cancer. Yay, I am survived cancer. And that was, you know, that was such a huge piece of forgiveness. Because mm-hmm. I brought up to a state of dis-ease. And now it's so important for me that I do these works with women and men to start unraveling this piece of um, self-abuse and blame. And so let's dive into it. What is the translation of Ho'oponopono? Ho'oponopono is the ho'o to make, to create, to manifest and then the pono pono is peace, harmony. Um, pono is a, a sense of tranquility. So whenever you have double, it's like really important in the Hawaiian language. Like this is not a joke. This is pono pono. It's just to really make peace. And, you know, like I was saying, the Hawaiians are, they really believe that we're quantum and that we are everywhere at the same time. And like with their sailboats, they when, when they sailed to a new destination, they believe that their boat didn't move, but the island came to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like that pulling of that piece coming in and that navigating. And so for me, the Ho'oponopono is um, really digging in and going, I messed up. I hurt somebody and really visualizing that person. So the first part is you're going to, um, you're going to call on your higher self. It's all about your higher self. And before we um, start the ceremony, um, you know, we can do, I can do our prayer and Mm -hmm. do run through the whole ceremony as Mm -hmm. Maybe before we get there, we could talk about this notion. I've I've heard the translation of Ho'oponopono as in uh, Ho'o being like highest alignment and Pono being right relationship. Well, it's it's kind of the same, right? Because right relationship is the peace. So and it's harmony. actually the harmony. 
within. So it's the peace with your divine masculine and divine feminine. It's the peace with your higher self and your physical self. So it's really right relationship with that forgiveness because you have made the decisions to hurt somebody or to hurt yourself. And so what really happens is um, my husband had a great analogy of it. Like all these cords, like say between me and my mother, there's a knot, there's literally a knot that's tied and that could be as easy created by judgment. You know, it's so easy. You just look in the mirror and you go, oh, I look terrible. Well, you just judged yourself and you've created a cellular trauma. So on a cellular level, what happens is when you take full responsibility for this and then you really visualize the pain and what it was, the word, the thought, and then you really on such a deep level have that forgiveness the knot becomes untied and the energy can flow. Mm -hmm. So you're not actually cutting cords, you're cleaning cords, you're cleaning the line Mm -hmm. so that the mana, the pono can come through that right relationship with you and that person can now be manifest. And mana, according to the Hawaiian language is Um, life force. It's Mm -hmm. your God force. It's your, you know, the thing that keeps you alive. I feel like the air is mana. The -hmm. blood is mana. You know, our thoughts are, but really it's our life force coming from our creator. Mm. And when you were raised um, in Oahu, would you say that from your grandparents and your parents, was this really, this notion of Ho'oponopono really instilled in the way that you lived? Did it impact your your life as a child growing up? Well, you know, it was a, a hard time in the 60s and, you know, there was so much people rising up and, and wanting to break out of this mold, you know, mm-hmm. and that like a lot of the, the medicines. It's like that inkling of a higher existence has always been in the Hawaiian islands. And I was there for a year and then I moved to Kauai. So mm-hmm. I've moved to Kauai when I was one and a half about, and I'm living out here in the North shore. So, and then my parents broke up. So that was a big one of the forgiveness piece for my mom, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I can just imagine what people were going through in those times in their lives. And what always affected me was that my parents remained best friends mm. until my dad died. All the way to the point where my dad and his family, his new fa- children and his wife stayed at my mom's house with her husband for my birthday. So they, we always had this, this really good relationship. And I was taught that from a really young age. Mm. And congratulations on beating cancer. You know, that's such a huge win. And would you say that for you, you mentioned that, you know, it was part of forgiveness. Is there anything you want to go into deeper? Like how did these teachings help you heal your body? Oh my gosh. So, so drastically. I mean, I had to do it daily. I had to really forgive myself daily because I felt like it was heartache, you know, because it was on my heart. And it was heartache from generations of not being able to be true to myself, not being able to be heard, being afraid of being heard. You know, this is, I'm just beginning to break out of how I feel. 
And, you know, I'm so thankful for you giving me the opportunity because, you know, the grandmothers are, you know, they're, they're like, come on, we don't have time for this shy and fearful. We have, we have to heal every heart. So for me, I really was like a catapult. I almost, I thank the cancer for catapulting me out of my state of disease because it's such a collective. I mean, look at our state of the world. Collectively, we can play in fear. And then collectively, we can go within and go, we have everything within. And this is the first time I'm hearing really this, the association with Ho'oponopono from like more of a quantum perspective. And I hold the perspective that plant medicines really help us sort of lift these, these veils of illusion of the, the linearity of time and this solid reality that we live in. And I totally believe that with the power of prayer and these powerful teachings that we can go in and heal intergenerational trauma, that we can heal wounds from our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, our great grandfathers that live within us. And um, I'm I'm so curious before we dive into the ceremony, if there's anything you'd like to share about really healing backwards in time, is that possible? Well, you know, I was, I was just, because I feel like I'm relentless and, and my wanting to help the whole entire earth. I mean, I'm constantly going, okay, how can we do this together? And I felt like it really was put on my heart. Like these are the keys before, and, and everybody can do it. You know, you don't have to have any certificate. You don't have to have any training. All you have to do is these five simple steps every day. And as soon as the, a person pops into your head, because, you know, the person who irritates you the most is your lesson for the day. So you have to really step back, don't judge and go, okay, I pulled you in and now I'm ready to release this trauma that we are agreeing because we're agreeing to do this. So that's what I think is the quantum part is when you can unravel a great, great grandmother's pain of murder, rape, all of this stuff, you actually, on the quantum level, you're unraveling the, because you can't change the facts of the action, but you're unraveling the energy around that soul in that timeline. So then she is now free in that timeline to have a better possibility of a future timeline, which is my future. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's such a, you know, if we unravel the past, they now have a possibility to walk an easier road versus a road that has been a death and a murder road. So then now my children that are being born will have a lighter load One last question before we open the ceremony. I'm just curious your perspective on these teachings belonging to the Hawaiian tradition and the perspective of of also spreading these teachings and more and more white people without any sort of connection to a Hawaiian uh, lineage uh, wanting to share these teachings with more people and what your perspective is on that and what, what do you think is a good way for these teachings to reach far and wide and also be carried with respect and honor for the traditions from which they came? 
Well, that's the thing, you know, because you have so much racism and I can do this and you can't do that. And when you go into quantum, it's universal. Mm-hmm. It's universal. Like, you know, I could be a white person in this lifetime, but the last lifetime I could have been a Hawaiian chief. You know what I mean? I really have a bigger perspective on, you know, this a 5D consciousness versus a 3D in a box. You're from here. You can't do this. But it's really important to honor the protocol of each culture because it has so much sacred teachings involved. But the one thing about Ho'oponopono is it's so it's so accessible because when you really get down to it, it's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't even matter who, what color you can forgive in your heart. And that is the piece that heals the hearts. And mm-hmm. then it unbinds us. So then now we're able to help the next person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I think I've really learned over the years is that it's a process and that there's maybe never really fully arriving, but it becomes more of a way of life. And sometimes it's moment to moment where we have to keep forgiving over and over again. And it's not necessarily like, okay, I have forgiven you for this. And now like, maybe that's part of it, but then there's always, it seems like more layers. Yeah, there's always, that's the, that's the beautiful journey. I mean, if we're done, we're out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Really not done. And, (laughs) you know, sometimes you know, when me and my husband would get in a fight, he'd do it. He'd do a bono on me 20 times in a day. And I'd be like, wow, no wonder I feel so good. <laughs> you know, that's the part. But also real quick. So Dr. Lamb is the um, who was on Oahu and he wrote the book um, Zero Point, which mm-hmm. really explains about Ho'oponopono. And all the way to he was a, um, a I don't know if he was, a, you know, he worked in the the. I want to say a mental institute or, you know, the, the facility on Oahu. And he wouldn't even see his patients. He'd take their chart. He'd look at their picture. And these are people who have, you know, schizophrenia, you know, bipolar, like really deep traumas in their lives. Obviously they're in the hospital and he would heal them and they would be healed and they would leave the hospital and a whole section of the hospital was emptied out on the whole ponopono teachings no medicine no miracle like well i my book it's a miracle but he actually you know describes it in this book how he unraveled all their trauma so that they can become into a normal state of being mm. go out into the world and exist in that harmony versus that traumatic, you know, people are looking at me, I'm hearing voices and what people go through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you think that the teachings also point towards the path of like, okay, they're showing you there's like illumination around where I'm out of alignment, where I'm not in right relationship, but then what, then what happens, you know, of like, what, what is the next step after to get back into right relationship? is it is that truth am i ready am i ready to let to stop blaming this person because we play the victim you know it's the trauma wheel it's the victim the villain and the hero round Mm -hmm. and round we go so Mm -hmm. if 
really say, hey, I've played all the parts and I'm ready to clean this. And, you know, this whole universe, this whole time frame, we're ready. You know, I've never seen so many people go, hey, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make mistakes anymore. I want to get healthy. I want to, you know, heal my dis-ease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why these teachings are so, so important for right now, especially. They really mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. They really are. I feel like that is the best. And, you know, through this ceremony, it's one of those things where you can just replay the ceremony and redo it in your heart and your mind over and over again. Mm-hmm. So this is really sweet. We're going to have like a real time ceremony here with my mama, Lucy. I'm going to um, clear the energy real quick with my flute. Mm, beautiful. And then I'll go into prayer and then I'll just jump right in and, and you know, just opening your heart. And here mm-hmm. we go. Just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. chakra feeling the mother earth just kissing you opening your crown chakra just a mile wide just that beautiful crystal lotus feeling the sun from the grandfathers coming into your temples coming into your crown like honey and it nourishes your body It moves through your heart, moves through the lines, the meridians, gently nourishing, feeling it go down into your stomach. And as it goes through your womb and through your root chakra into the earth, into the mother, you feel her receiving the father's love. And through the breath, you're breathing it in, exhaling it out to the mother, and then really breathing in the mother, all of her nourishing, healing, green, violet, rainbow energies through your body, through your womb, and out your crown to the father, sharing beautifully. And realizing that this body, this amazing avatar, is actually the kiss of heaven and earth. And it's that vibrant quantum particles that we're made up of, of the combination. Hey, oh my 
Love through us, forgive through us, breathe through us, do battle through us, do all things through us and to us. We call upon all of our mighty ancestors, our glorious ancestors, our glorious mothers and fathers, every being that has played a part for us to be alive right now. We call upon you, all of our galactic families, the Elohim, the archangels, the quantum beings, the light beings, the dark beings, all of the rainbow beings that exist in time and space that have played a part in our journey. We call upon you right now. And we humbly ask, we humbly ask that you will cleanse and purify our heart. Cleanse and purify our minds. Cleanse and purify our spirits. Cleanse and purify our souls so that we can be as one with you. So we can release everything that no longer serves and we can be our truest, highest, brightest, awakened, activated self. 
feel that. Know that you are capable of this in this moment, in this time, because only right now exists. And I humbly ask, Grandmother, that you will forgive me. You will please forgive me for every word I have spoken of harm, every curse that I have spoken, every thought of distortion that I have manifested. Please forgive me for every action that hurt you on all levels, from micro to macro, every murder, every obstruction of peace and every harm of love, every distorted manipulation that I have ever done to you, great grandmother, please forgive me. I am truly sorry. And I forgive you, grandmother. I forgive you for abandoning me, for abusing me, for lying to me, for giving me false hope, for the pain that is stored in me from you. I forgive you. I forgive you for unknown atrocities, for unforgiven atrocities. I forgive you on all levels. I forgive all my grandmothers going back from time before time. From the very first seating of this earth. I forgive you for anything that has affected me in a negative way. And I love you. And I honor you. And I release you. I release you through my tears. I release you through my joy. I release you through all my works so that I may be free to be honest and true and aware and not distracted, but to be a true relationship with my highest self and true relationship with you, grandmothers and grandfathers. So that as I walk 
now until forever, I'm able to navigate. I'm able to be a sovereign being through my steps, through my actions, in all time, space, frequency, and highest energy. And I rejoice in this love, and I rejoice in this release that is created here today on all levels. <sighs> Feel that like a, the rainbow and the waterfall that washes through you and moves through your veins and you feel your life force pumping from them to you freely and abundantly and magnificently. This is Alohama. This is Mahalo Ma. The Mama. The Earth. The Father. The Son. The Children. This is how we begin to create our highest and greatest evolution. Just feel it, just know it, just breathe it. This is home. The prayer is lifted and sent out. Mahalo. Mahalo. Whew. 
How do you feel? Tranquil. I'm just receiving mm-hmm. that prayer. It's beautiful. Yeah, you can feel the um, unraveling. Mm-hmm. The unbinding. I've heard that the the I'm sorry is that is that a part of the traditional Hawaiian prayer? I've heard some people say that I'm sorry is not part of the you know thank you I love you I'm sorry please forgive me I forgive you bless you. So when I do it, I did it like I because you can do this without the person present. Mm-hmm. So that's where you really go okay everything you've done to me I forgive you, and you know on such a soul level that sorry is taking responsibility. So I take, I'm, I'm one. So the first thing you have to do is go quantum. I I love you, my divine and really pulling in that higher self. So when you work with, you really want to pull in your higher selves for both you. First thing, first step. Second step is really taking responsibility for every single action. And then when you go in and you say, mom, please forgive me for A to Z and really feeling it because there's so many things we do that we don't even know. Mm -hmm. So please forgive me for things seen and unseen, known and unknown. Like you can go into it detail if you have the time and space. Right. And then really when they do your turn, their turn and you feel the pain, you have to remember what it felt like so that you can let it go. Mm-hmm. And then I love you and mm-hmm. thank you. It's really thanking you. And, you know, it's really the thankful piece. Like, thank you for showing up. Thank you for being in my life and teaching me mm-hmm. <laughs> the biggest lessons of my life. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what. And so do you have a preferred sequence that you like to run through? Yeah, I, um, my divine, I love you. Um, I take full responsibility. But as you n- heard through this ceremony, I take my time through each one. But yes, I take full responsibility. Please forgive me. I forgive you. I love you. I release you. Yeah, it's amazing to see like the different sort of variations of it that I've seen and the beautiful different ways. But I like that. I like ending with I release you. Yeah. Um, I'd love to run through some of this with my with my mother. So I'm going to start and then I'm going to take you off mute, mom. I guess I'll gosh, I'm already crying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do love you so much. So maybe the, the best place to start is I love you and I just want to say thank you for all that you've given me. (laughs) Thank you for being such an amazing role model in my life and for staying so positive and just always looking at the bright side of things when things were so hard for you. Thank you for teaching me what it means to persevere and to hold a vision and to follow through on that. You know, you've inspired me so much to see you go from no education with four children to getting yourself through school and through rising above so much adversity. And 
I am so genuinely sorry for the hell that I put you through and the <laughs> resentment that I was carrying in my earlier years because I felt like you weren't there. But I understand that you were taking care of what you needed to ultimately for us. And I'm sorry for the anger that I held towards you. And I'm so grateful that we moved through that really challenging time when I was when I was younger. And thank you for always telling me that you trusted my judgment. And thank you for instilling me with radical responsibility from such a young age for teaching me how to be independent in my life and for teaching me that I am capable of living whatever life I truly want to be living. Forgive me for all the ways that I caused you harm and all the nights that I know you've stayed up worrying about me. I'm sorry, please forgive me for all those sleepless nights and for the ways that I hurt you knowingly and unknowingly. And I forgive you. I forgive you for not being there all the time that I needed you to be there. I forgive you for staying with dad when I knew that that wasn't the best choice for you and feeling angry at you for choosing to stay with him instead of having the courage to leave. I forgive you for just the anger that I felt when I felt like you weren't owning your self-worth. I love you so much and I forgive you for all the ways that you've harmed and unknowingly harmed <laughs> me in my life and all the, just all the ways, you know, I'm, I have so much forgiveness for you and so much love for you and so much gratitude for you in my life. And I release you. <sighs> And I'm so grateful that you have love in your life in a way that feels good and nourishing to you. And I hold the prayer and just hold the vision that, you know, you spend the rest of your life and the rest of your years on this planet in peace. And I'm complete. four people on this earth who are able to call me mother and I just take such a deep deep honor and you know you are the you are the fourth child and when I was pregnant with you Amy was still a baby she wasn't even a year old and we didn't have any money. Your father didn't have a job. 
and we were living with the grandma and grandpa. And I was ashamed and embarrassed. And I was just mortified that a child would not feel wanted. And I was just heartbroken because I felt at that time that it wasn't going to be possible. And it's one of my deepest regrets. And I like to say that you wanted and needed to be born. And you pushed your way into this world. I didn't push you. You pushed your way into this world. And you have been a teacher for me since the very first time I laid eyes on you. And you and you made your way into our family. And when you were an infant, a newborn, you were quiet. You didn't cry very much. And you didn't cause too much commotion. And I felt like it was because you knew that we were all just kind of hanging on by our fingernails. Um, as you were the third child that I had in four and a half years, so there was many, many things, uh, many things going on. Um, so I would like you to forgive me for that. Um, that at, there were times that I felt that I just, it wasn't because it was you. It was just, I just felt like I couldn't handle the responsibility, the extra pressure, all, all, all those, all those good, all those things. Um, so I, I want you to forgive me for that. Um, I know that you've struggled with that from time to time. Um, and um, of course, once you were a known entity um, to me and, and to us and to your brothers and to your sister, well, um, we, we, there was no go, there was no going back and we, and we and we made it through that. So I, I, I want you to forgive me for that because I feel like um, the things that I did that needed forgiving happened even before you were born. So, well, yeah. um, you know, I just want to share that, you know, Mahina, when I had a powerful ceremony where I went into like some really core trauma around just not belonging. And I called my mother after that ceremony the next day and she told me for the first time, I, I really asked her, you know, like, what is, what is, what is there? And she told me for the first time that she was planning on aborting me. And there was a moment she went into the clinic and she went to abort me and then decided to keep me. And it was through the plant medicines that really going into that that memory of it. And I knew something was there, but I it was the first time I'd, I'd never known that, that story. And so I have been working around that place of forgiving you for that. And the plant medicines have really helped me in some of these prayers of, of Ho'oponopono. I also want you to forgive me for not being present for you in many ways. When I decided to go back to school and did all of that, and um, when I was struggling with my marriage and all the energy that that took up and it took away from all of you, and um, yeah, it was uh, 
It was, we were all pretty much on our own, floating on a, on a life raft, but we were all in our own corners. And, uh, you know, but um, so that definitely uh, makes me sad because I can't go back and fix it. And I can't go back and reclaim that time. And so I want you to, I'm asking you to forgive me for that. And for all the things that I've done, the judgments, that as you said, the things seen and unseen, the thoughts, the criticisms. So what the thing that I want, want you to know that I feel angry, but it's more sadness that you're so far away. I haven't seen you. I don't even know when's the last time I've seen you in the flesh in front of me. I miss you. My arms miss you. My body misses you. So many times I, I feel like there's a ghost in our family because whenever we get together, you're not there. And it's very interesting, Mahina, because my mother, when we talk about generational trauma, my mother had a, has, had a similar experience with my sister. My sister moved far away, and she was never, ever, ever a part of my family and our family. And my mother always had this little sadness in her. She was able to be happy, and she enjoyed our presence, but there was always this little piece of sadness that our family wasn't always together or wasn't together but I do feel that I would rather you be away and living the life that you want to live than being here and not living the life that you want to live so I I accept that I accept it and I, I do. I do accept it. it it's, just, it's part of our relationship. It's part of our part of our experience. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just so proud of you. You've taught me so, 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 so much. You've taught me that you can you can create what you want in life. You can create the life that you want and that we we are free to do that. If we if we choose that, and um, so I'm very very grateful for that, and it it impacts my life on a daily daily basis. Um, oh, so I do I I love you, you know that, and I do I do release you um, from things that have happened in the past. I'm kind of grateful to only learn about some of the stuff that you did well that when you were well into your adult years <laughs> so I kind of it kind of released me from that uh, from that knowledge um, but I I love you and I release you and I'm blessed to know that you release me and I thank you I thank you for who you are and amen Hmm. I, I do forgive you. I do forgive you for all of those those things. 
So I'm feeling that place of belonging in my own heart. Thank you. Mahina, would you like to add anything? Thank you guys for opening your hearts to each other. And you just feel the release and you feel the energy that is now pumping through both of you. And it's so beautiful to witness. And you guys have tears of happiness. And I want to go downstairs right now and talk to my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Because we just thrash each other. (laughs) Uh, And I both for showing up and doing this work because it just ripples out to all the generations and mm. is an example of you know we don't want to survive anymore we want to thrive and mm. this village well, we're all part of the soul groups and we have to honor each member in the soul group thank you Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you and the teachings you carry. And I'm so grateful for these teachings too. They've played such a big role in my life as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so um, real, real quick. So if you do it with like a group, well, most times um, we hold and when somebody talks, because there's like a problem that comes up and, you know, the person with the problem has to, you know, they have the floor so nobody can interrupt them and then when they talk straight to the person um you know please forgive me and then yeah right there they go yes i forgive you so it's an answering right back and then you pour out your heart and they're able to forgive you just how you guys were so it's perfect and beautiful good job thank you this was sweet mahalo Mahalo. Yeah. This is a different kind of podcast episode going out on this one. Gosh, yay. You guys make me happy. I'm like, okay, this is it. Let's do this. So sweet. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Aloha. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Psychedelic Leadership Podcast. This truly felt like a special one, and I just want to say thank you to my mom for having the courage to come and share in this Ho'oponopono practice with me, and I also want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there doing such an amazing job raising these future generations, and I don't think I'm ever going to be a mother on this path. I don't think that that's my path, but I have so much respect for women who do choose that. And if you'd like to be in touch with me, please feel free to reach out through my website, livefreelauraD.com, or send me a message on Instagram at livefreelauraD. I'd love for you to tune in to the weekly conversations that we're hosting on Clubhouse, and you can find me at, you guessed it, livefreelauraD. I'm going to leave you with this really special song that feels like the perfect fit for ending today's episode called Ho'oponopono by my dear sister, Mary Isis. Once again, my name is Laura Dawn, and you're listening to the Psychedelic Leadership Podcast. Until next time. Mm-hmm.